Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're fucking oh, cold open. Oh, when cold you... Okay. Oh, yes. Indubitably. Normally, I just sit here for the first five minutes until you say it's some weird name. And I'm like, oh, hey, 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 guys, how we doing? Yes, yes, good sir. <laughs> uh, so, all right. So, I've been having this little debate going on with some of my coworkers the past two, few days that I thought would be a good, you know, a good thing to try to tackle for a couple minutes um okay. so you get the you get the, the big zombies thing going now especially now doing you know it, it's tis the season so um random yeah. money i think you gave it to yeah, me last I think, week I I think, just, yeah just left. i think that's what i gave you last time <laughs> for all that cocaine oh shit there's more sorry to interrupt yeah. you there spencer no, that's all right see fucking 40 dollars yeah. on the table that's just haphazardly go on so anyways the uh debate is zombies Versus horses. Right. Anybody who's familiar with, like, The Walking Dead or anything now recently, it seems like horses are just popping out, you know, all over the place. And it's been, like, 10, 15 years within the story. Correct. So, my thing is, at that time, because it took a while. Like, the first, like, 10 years, they were just fucking wandering around, like, you know, so. Yeah. So, my thing is, that long into the zombie apocalypse, do do horses just become extinct? Or you think at least very rare. Like, how often are you coming around, coming by a horse? There's a handful th- of things we have to discuss here. All right. One, can animals become zombies? Can they get infected, or is it just a human-only disease? We're going to assume it's human-only. I think, for the most part, the standard is human-only. Okay. So but even, like, humans, they get eaten to a point where they can't just become zombies. Like, you know, you right. have to have something left. Well, the second part... Who's to say that the zombies would want to eat horses? Maybe they only crave human meat. I mean, which I, would explain why there's no rats and birds, because that would be easier game for them than fucking humans. I mean, again, it depends on the rules of said universe. But um, like I said, because the whole uh, debate uh, strung out of what The Walking Dead. So in that show. You've seen horses get sacrificed multiple times. Like in the first episode, mm-hmm. Rick has to get rid of the horse just so he can get away from a herd of zombies. That was what I, the, the line, the rules that I was going by. Okay. That you just, anything alive, doesn't matter what it is. It could be animals, because they even show like people like breaking like chicken legs and throwing them into a pit of zombies to like I feed them and stuff. I think the horses. Speed, because think if you just had to go catch a wild horse. Yeah. Because there are wild horses across America, and if you went to one, they just kick your head right the fuck off. But two, trying to catch just a random wild horse is not an easy task. Oh no, it's probably not even easy to catch like a cow. So I would imagine a slow moving zombie. They probably well, just couldn't get them. Well, like one, but I mean, how like a hurt like a horde. Yeah, there's always you know when do you ever just have one zombie? How often does that happen? When the plot calls for it. Yeah, when the plot calls for it. <laughs> when you're taking a deuce in uh, a shady bathroom somewhere at a gas station. Which, which on a little side note, and then I'm I'm always in the camp. Is like, if you see a zombie, you kill a zombie. Like, if it doesn't risk your life, you take out that zombie because that's one less zombie. Well, there's, here, a, there's so many, like, you know. Here's a little twist for you that might tie into the story we're about to talk about, actually. What if the zombies could be either cured or they're changing into something else? And it's just the next step of evolution. And n- assuming they're not just disgusting, rotted zombies, yeah. but they're just a different form of living thing, like an I Am Legend type of zombie. Yeah. Then if you kill them, yeah, then actually you're murdering something. Well, cure, obviously, if you, if you can find a cure. Well, then, it, as they begin to evolve, do they still want to eat you? Because if they still want to eat you, it's fair game, I find. 
you know, but at this time to evolve and they're like, hey, no, like, you know. There's a lot of debate. And also, I feel like with your zombie scenario about the 15 years or so, it's not going to be the rotted, dead, reanimated corpse zombies. That doesn't make sense. They're not going to last that long. It would have to be like 28 days later, mad cow disease type zombies where it's human still. They just, their fucking brains went nutty. And and I'm just, because I'm just thinking of like, you know, you don't have anybody to take care of these horses. I mean, granted, they can eat on grain from, you know, the the grass or whatever, but like, they're going to run out of stuff. It seems like horses always need dudes help with having, you know, kids. Like, you know, it always it takes like five of them to help us. Well, here's your problem, though. You're confusing horses with wild horses. Tamed horses are a different animal. Well, how many wild horses are there? A lot. When I went to, uh, I think it was the Outer Banks, they have like a whole beach area where it's just wild horses. Like, like, hey, like, don't, so don't. like, like it's, instead of deer, they just have horses? Yeah, so it's like, hey, don't pet the wild horses. <laughs> You go to, like, Mongolia, I think there's just fucking horses okay, around. yeah, that makes sense over there. It's, it depends where you are. It's the same as, like, dogs. Yeah, you could just have stray dogs that are still technically domesticated dogs, but then you got coyotes and wolves. Yeah. Well, see, dogs, I would say, I would have, like, I think dogs would survive because they're, you know, they can, you know, they're not these mm. big lumbering things. Because even just on the newest episode of the Fear the Walking Dead, a horse just got, just got ganked, and it was only by, it only took, like, three or four of them. I th- I think that if you uh, just kind of go by the the hunter aspect, the predator aspect of zombies, they're gonna go for what they can get, yeah. which would mean probably dairy cows first. So Ooh, those would yeah, be wiped I didn't, out. Yeah. I didn't even think about cows. Yeah, cow dairy cows, cows are and, fucked. Yeah, they're gonna. Which would be hilarious though if they mistakenly go for the bulls. Because you're gonna <laughs> yeah, have right. some destroyed zombies. But the dairy cows, um, they can definitely go after them. So I'd imagine they wouldn't last a year. Like I feel like they would go after the dairy cow if they're just going to eat things. Yeah, they'd go after the dairy cow before they would go after humans because that would be what's easiest. Of course, humans are the population. There's and that, so many. Yeah. Um. I feel like squirrels and rats would be too hard for them to get. Yeah. Yeah. Those things would probably flourish. You know, they'd probably yeah. be a whole bunch of those. So uh, you could throw birds into there too. Deer might be another possibility. Then again, deer are fucking quick. Yeah. Like if you just try to run up and grab a deer, that's not happening. So, I think dairy cows and um, maybe some, like, slow farm animals, pigs, things like that. Those would be the first to go. After that, then maybe your wild horses come into play. But there's also domesticated horses on yeah. farms, too, and you can catch those. Yeah, because then you think a lot of them would still be in there. Yeah, their pens. It would wherever, you know. Brings up an interesting topic, but it's a diversion of what we need to talk about. We got a book review, man. Yeah. Well, and still, I'd like to, you know, if anybody has any opinions about zombie horses. If any of you guys yeah. have opinions. About anything, really, I guess. Well, yeah, but if you have, you folks have opinions on some zombie horses or just what your thoughts on a cool zombie universe ideas, hit us up and, hey, maybe you could even jump on a podcast. We yeah. could just have a zombie episode. Yeah. It's October, baby. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. I don't like that, man. Let's, let's, let's get it on. No, 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 no. You can do it. No, no. It's hard to say things that aren't perverted. Uh. Hey there, party people. I always call them party people. I need to come up with a new term. Let's uh set a new precedent for intros right now. Hey there, 
Well, we could call them like uh, ghouls and gals now. I think I did that last episode. Did maybe. you? Well, yeah. You could just be... Like ghouls and fiends and things. Hey there, listeners. There we go. That's boring. Hey there, listeners. This is the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb James. With me today, Spencer, the Finnish fiend church. You fiend. Yeah, I've been reading this thing, you know, the original Frankenstein. The word fiend is used like every other paragraph. Uh, yeah. That's what the Frankenstein's monsters referred to as a demon with the A and fiend. Mm. I like the word fiend. It's not used enough. No. Think like when you really think of a bad guy, if you call somebody a fiend, uh, yeah, you really done fucked up. Yeah. Like you, you did something bad if you're a fiend. Well, just like uh, the only other time it really gets used is if you're like a. Like a cracked fiend, or like you know, sometimes yeah. it gets used in addiction te- terms. You know, there's there's a lot of terms for bad people, but fiend is the one you don't want to be. I feel scallywag. I could be a scallywag. Yeah, that sounds kind of fun, actually. Crook, criminal, creep, uh, crook. Diddler's one I wouldn't want to no, be. No, nope, no. I'd rather be a fiend than a diddler any day. Yeah. Because even if you're not diddling something that's illegal to diddle, I feel like the word did like if you're a yeah. vi- violin diddler. I mean, you're technically diddling them strings, but that doesn't sound right. Mm-hmm. Mm. Today, we are covering... It's going to be fun. Today, we are covering Tower of the Dead by Ray Wink. I believe that's how you pronounce his last name. W-E-N-C-K? Um, yeah. I would assume. We talked to this gentleman briefly when he was selling his many, many books. At, uh, what the hell was that? Pittsburgh, maybe? Yeah, it was, yeah, Pittsburgh was it. Yeah, and we, uh, realized we've seen, we, seen him at other shows before, too. Yeah, I talked to him in the past here and there, but, uh, we decided we needed a book of the month for October, and we wanted a horror theme, but we kind of wanted to go fun, because we usually go with our book of the month, something either more serious, like a Halloween one, we think, like, oh, Dracula, or I wanted just something that we could go breeze through, be fun. So we want this Tower of the Dead, because the cover is just. So I think it's Ren McKenzie. Yeah, did the you know just some zombies eating somebody? It's yeah, I've got I've got some uh, artwork from him before at different shows. Yes, but this lovely novel, it's uh, you know what? I'll give you the synopsis real quick, and that'll be a good way for you folks to judge if it would be up your alley. Five years after the still unexplained event that altered the world, killing millions, the residents of what is now known as Tower Island go about their lives with an uneasy but confident feeling of safety. The zombies, or crits as they have become known, are no longer a danger to the community thanks to the efforts of Captain Evan Stewart and his troops. But something strange about the crits' behavior leaves them on edge. Though they are massing near the gate, they make no effort to gain access. Attending a party in the Elite Tower, a 26-story apartment complex, Evan notices muzzle flashes near the perimeter gate on the causeway leading to the island. Fearing an attack, he attempts to reach his troops, but finds the breach has already engulfed the tower. Unarmed with thousands of now somehow organized crits between him and escape, Evan must find a way to lead the tower residents to safety. As the muzzle flashes of his troops diminish, he realizes the battle is lost, no help will be coming. With the tower overrun, Evan decides there's only one way down. They must descend the tower from the outside. That's the whole book. More or less. The end. The end. Now, I normally don't read type books like this. Um, kind of campy, fun stories. I don't generally... I don't think I've ever read zombie fiction. 
No, and uh, well, other than like The Walking Dead, that's it. Yeah, yeah. but that, that, that's like it's a comic, not a novel. No, that's not fiction. Fuck you. I've never read zombie fiction in novel okay. prose format. Yeah, all right, then. suck my ass too, <laughs> guy. So, what do you think of this book, Spencer? Um, before we go into what I believe is a fun read for the yeah uh, the children, I liked it. It's definitely pretty quick to p- uh, paced. There's not like much dead air in it. It's a very fast pace. I yeah, feel. nonstop it, action. You could say like you use that as kind of a cliche term, but, but this really, was pretty much a nonstop action for two hundred pages. Yeah, just, yeah, because like I read it probably within like a week and a week and a half, and that's like after I would like get my week's books, I would read those first and then go back yeah. to this. So like I could have probably had it actually read in like a week's time probably, and that's pretty. That's pretty quick for me. Like, normally it takes me a little bit longer. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it kind of set up a pretty cool world. Because if I think I remember correctly, I think that's because he, uh, the author, he does a lot of um, series. And yeah. I think this is the first in, a, like, a zombie <clears throat> series. I believe the next one is Island of the Dead. I, that, might, be that, inc- that, I might be incorrect on the title, but I'm pretty sure that's what he uh, told me. And that's how the end of this book alludes to that. That would make sense, yeah, with the way that it ended. But and like, like anything, there's going to be some like negative things in there. But as a whole, I enjoyed it. And if he has the second one out, I'd maybe consider about uh, you know picking it up whenever we. Uh, when we go to Columbus, I believe he's there. I yeah. saw him on the list, so I'm going to pick up the second one yeah. because I want to see how the story ends. I or thought maybe pick up another one of his series and see you know <clears throat> what I mean. We can pick up a couple. Yeah, he's definitely a good writer. I really enjoyed his prose. There wasn't. Like, we've had uh, some problems in the past reading indie authors where they repeat certain phrases or cliches multiple times, you know, with the clenching and unclenching, mm-hmm. like things we've talked about from other authors. Doesn't seem to do any of that. There's a few things that are negative that I will discuss in a moment, but I want to say, you know, it was fast-paced, but it was enjoyable throughout. It's like watching a cool action movie. You know what it reminds me of when I was reading this? It reminded me of, like, John Wick with zombies. Yeah, just a lot of shooting and stabbing in the face and action and oh it was great yeah i definitely i really really enjoyed just being able to you know have a book you could kind of breeze through it most chapters ended on like a minor cliffhanger that wanted you to keep reading and it's, it's a real page turner and then and um and i said it's only like 200 pages and what the longest chapter might have been like five or six pages yeah the, at the most so like you you kept on felt like you were making progress because you read a couple pages and you're like oh new chapter mm-hmm. and like I don't know about you, but that always kind of, you know, yeah, it gets me kind of, like, kind of tricks me to read it a little bit more. And he did it just enough with the uh, changing of perspective to kind of keep you on your toes. Because there's a couple other, like, you had the main guy, Evan Stewart, in the tower. And then you had uh, some, you know, maybe love interest, maybe not. I don't want to give anything away. But somebody who uh, was underneath him in the, I forget what he called him, but, like, the, the force. The, um... I want to say strike force, but that's not what it it's is. It's essentially like an army kind yeah. of thing. That it's the people that protect the tower, like, you know, and the community and all that stuff. Yeah. And uh, she was under him, so they couldn't have, like, any kind of romantic. Uh, I think her name was, like, Tequila Jones or something. Yeah. Like, that was... Called her Tiki. Yeah. And she. It would switch to her perspective of where the. Because they got attacked by the zombies first. Yeah, because. They were guarding post. Uh, like the fence where he keep was, the zombies we out. Say he was like the, the captain or whatever. And yeah. He got promoted into this. 
beginning of the of like the elite that live in because not like uh not everybody lives in the building in the, in, in the high rise which was a nice way to uh kind of show like the difference between rich and poor like in any country really you know like the in- inequality of the rich and poor and it was like the rich elites is like you said they live in this big fancy tower and they're you know living the good life they're having parties eating food that his group evan's group has to go out and scrounge around for which because it's very rare to get food especially booze, oh, booze but these people they just eat it and throw it around like it's nothing they don't give a shit because they don't have to work for anything but he uh he you know he ends up in this tower with them because uh they have some kind of ball or like some, yeah some kind of get together and that's when the invasion happens but like the perspectives on here, it'll go from somebody else's point of view, so you can get a little bit of another side story that goes with the same story. So while Evan's wondering what the hell is happening outside, he'll actually show you through yeah. Tiki's character and what's going on. So that was nice. That gave it a nice, uh, you know, it didn't because sometimes if you have like the same, it was just Evan's story the whole time. It might get a little like, especially with the way the action is, you'd be like, okay, I'm getting a little burnt yeah. out now. But since they switch it up, you don't really get that. Yeah, but the action was very well done. A few of the negatives on this, because it was so fast-paced, I feel the character development wasn't really... Again, with this kind of story, I don't read this stuff so often, yeah. so I don't know if that's really an important part of these kind of... But it's like you said, this is a series. So maybe next year. Yeah, but even so, going into the second one, I kind of want more character... Because Evan's just kind of yeah, like your John Wick type or yeah. something. He's just good guy you got the guns and but he has like a sense of morality and stuff but you don't really get too much of his personality uh tiki a little more but uh not a lot and then a lot of the little side characters they're just i don't want to say one-dimensional but they're just uh kind of there plot devices yeah it's like oh you know this guy's got the gun now now the bad guys they had character they're fucking assholes so you definitely got that, and then that little girl. Yeah, I was gonna say the probably the most like drawn out character was the little girl at the end. Yeah, she was real feisty and uh, kicking and stabbing. And, but that brings me to the second point. The second, this was the real negative for me on this book is the injuries people would assist. Uh, no one say sustain, but the injuries that a lot of the characters get within like the next chapter seemed like it wasn't a big deal. Like at one point, Tiki blows out her knee, but then yeah. like. When Evan finds her, they're just running again. Yeah. So what happened to her blown out knee? Evan, uh... Maybe, maybe he's just doing bad ways of, like... He didn't actually... She didn't actually blow it out, but, like, you know, you land funny, it gives out. Well, here's a more extreme example of that, though. Uh, Evan, at one point, he, he's dangling off a balcony or something. Yeah. He gets his hand crushed by a window seal. Yeah, and it's oh, so yeah, bad, he can't, yeah, he can't even hold on to the bars. He has to use his other hand, and he's fucked up. And I don't think he could hold a gun with it. But then late, like, within the next chapter, he's fine. He also cuts, I think, the same hand. Like, I think he gets uh, his hand cut, and there's blood everywhere. And then later, that's not really addressed too much. Like, he's just going about his business. He fucking is always exhausted. And when you read, you'll know know why. why. Yeah, Yeah, there's so much going on. Like, he's doing so much, killing so many zombies. So, obviously, he's exhausted. But he could never, like, he might sleep for, like, a few minutes or something. But he never, like, for a couple days, it seems like, just doesn't sleep. Yeah, because it takes him, like, almost a week to get down the tower. Something, yeah. It's, like, it's a three long... or four days. So, And he just doesn't seem to really be sleeping. Uh, maybe that was just, like, kind of glossed over. But he specifically wrote scenes where he's trying to sleep and something else comes up. And so it's like... But I, I do think that led to... Especially when uh, there's a scene with Evan and the little girl he ends up saving. 
he's beating her head off the ground yeah. and doesn't even realize it. That's a good way of showing that, oh, he's got PTSD yeah. setting in now because he didn't even realize what he was doing. He's just having this angry outburst. So that that I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in the second one with that. Maybe he, like, I'm hoping that uh, he goes into that a little more. Whoa. I mean, how much do we want to... Well, I'm going to say I'm not going to give away the ending or anything. So I think that... Uh, See, who else got injured? That was ridiculous. A couple people got shot and stuff, and it's like, it's, it's a factor, but then it's, is it? Uh... My main thing would have been, is, like, my main gripe about the book is um, some of, like, the planning, like, the characters' plans, and, like, the, because I kind of felt like, oh, so sometimes things was, like, explained a little too much sometimes like little and, details with the plans like and and i mean that might just be something clashing with my own personal like writing style mm-hmm. like but like even like even like it was like all the balcony and you know, like all that stuff it kind of seemed like like him jumping from a balcony to a balcony like that was like a chapter yeah i didn't mind the planning stuff too much because i mean if you're in that situation you would be planning do you think the buses would have worked? There's well, I think those the buses they were had locked up. Right? I, yeah. I didn't really understand. There was a few parts where I was a little blurred, like the lines were a little blurred on exactly how they got what they got. Like the buses, because they were in some kind of warehouse or something, but then they end up getting wrecked. And like I don't know, a what, couple of them got wrecked. Yeah. I think there was like six or something. They got more fucking buses. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure. Also, how far away was the water? Was three bus lengths away, or the fence, or something? Yeah. There was. Oh, well, just I just think like like it'd probably be kind of hard to run on the roof of a bus. Yeah, and then you got to go down and then back up. Well, and why couldn't zombies get up on the bus? Yeah, people could. And then there was also like a ten foot gap between the bus and the end of the fence, like the other side of the fence. Yeah, there was, which also brought another point because they never well. Well, somehow they walked the fat lady over. They yeah. got a board or something, I think, yeah. they put across the fence. But, the, yeah, there was this fucking irritating fat lady that they... Uh, and you're going to have that, especially with rich people, like people that are pretty much fucking useless. But they had to lower her down in a chair, and it was like this big ordeal and really held them up. And then I guess, like you said, the how they get them over the fence, though? Like, even with the board or something, walking her fat ass over... Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a few things might have been glossed over, but it wasn't really important. Now, like I said, I never read you know ray's other work but just from this alone i think he gives a, he's a pretty solid storyteller oh, he yeah, definitely, definitely knows how to write action so because he said this was his first song ever yeah i think it was in the intro of this and when we were talking to him he said his son or somebody just says you know because he was talking about zombies being popular people like, Why don't you just write a zombie story he's like yeah, okay yeah because a couple a whole bunch of fans kept on asking yeah. if he if he has any zombie stories so for our first Time Dude, writing a zombie story. I think he did really well. How close do you think the um, the bullet count is? Like, uh, like the amount of bullets he had into what he actually shot. Like, do you think? Like, I was a little curious about the whole thing with the ammo because he ended up having to run back to his room at some point, and that and was a big abu- ordeal. And used all of it to get out. Like yeah. you know what to escape to get the bullets and to escape, he used all those bullets. And it, what's his training and stuff? Why didn't he get all the ammo to begin with? I mean, I know he had to like work his way back up the tower, but I think figure a guy had... like that would have a fucking backpack of some sort. Yeah, because I'm saying he only had so much room or something before in his yeah. pockets or something. Nobody or... has a bag. You're like an army guy. You don't have some kind of bag or. 
there's a few things like the plot devices like that which were kind of like yeah i mean you get it or you know you lose a gun you it's a kind of standard tropes with that but at the same time get a fucking backpack man just shove all the armor in there because there are some things too is like how's it you know he's carrying a bunch of stuff and how are you shooting zombies and you have a knife and you're swinging from balconies some of the imagery there is like uh what the fuck is happening yeah. also when he was describing like the balconies some at least for me some of it was like I can't really picture how these are set up. Yeah, like are they side by side? Is one higher than the other? Like... Yeah, because I feel like he kind of really went into the description of these balconies, and I still didn't really get it. So maybe well, just really the whole setup of the tower itself. Yeah, like I said, how what how close was, was it to the marina or the water? And I... then and then because there was the only elevators that went so far, and then you have to get on another floor to use the other other elevators. No, and... I've been in a lot of buildings that are like that. Oh, so yeah. I, can, I understand that. But at the end, you know, that was kind of a cool thing. But then, you know, he would ride up on the top of the elevator. He'd climb up the top so that but way. Didn't when he it get smushed eventually? Um, I don't know how much No, that, there's a lot of room in an elevator shaft. But uh, so he would look down into the car i guess is what they call yeah. it, elevator car 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 yeah car to see uh you know if there's any zombies when it stops at the floor which is cool but i feel like he could just ride all the way up and down up like every time i was in the elevator i'd ride up there because there's a su- couple scenes where he was just waiting for it to open it's like oh yeah. some zombies i would just be like fuck i'm staying up here and you think you would have been better at taking out the zombies without guns you would think well he killed like fucking 800 zombies with a knife so yeah. it, it just depends how many zombies there are Again, just with, like, the explaining thing, like, that, like, the one scene when he was getting back for the bullets, and, like, he was, like, stuck in between, like, a cupboard and the wall somehow, and zombies were... I feel like that sometimes whenever he was doing so much explaining that it kind of got too much, and I was like, what? What's going on right now? Yeah, there was a little bit of that. Um, again, though, this is kind of just, like, nitpicky stuff. Yeah. Oh, no, I definitely enjoyed reading, reading the book. I got it done before you did, and then how yeah. often does that happen? Almost never. I had a tough time rating this book because, like I said, I don't read this kind of stuff. So to rate this, I gave it a four out of five stars, so I really enjoyed it. But to rate this book a four star for me is kind of rough because, you know, there's, uh, like, I think I might have read, like, uh, like Old Man in the Sea I rated maybe four or five stars or, like, a Great Expectations a four star. So, I mean, I, don't, I can't say this book would compare to well, any of those, but at the same time, like, I really enjoyed it, well, so. It's kind of like the, uh, um, it's like a guilty pleasure, yeah. like, granted, it might not be as quote-unquote good, good as those other books, but it's probably more entertaining. Yeah, and your enjoyment factor yeah, of it. It's, it's kind of like the, um... Whenever the the news that just broke, like, uh, Cloaks 3 is going to be made. And I can probably bet you whenever that movie comes out, that's probably going to be, like, one of my favorite movies yeah. of all time. Now, is it better than, the like... The Godfather? Probably the, not. The Godfather? Even would it even be better than, like, any of the new Spider-Man movies that I that I freaking love right now? Like, sometimes it's just, you. it's good enough that you like it and that's all you need. Well, I think that's kind of the whole point of this book, is that it's a it's just a fun book. And that's the kind of stuff that I draw, because I feel like, with my own personal writing, that's the kind of thing more that I that I shoot for. Like, Well, that goes with any kind of writer. Do you want to write a book that's going to appeal more to the masses and be either a fun or an entertaining or something exciting? Or would you go the literary route and go for the acclaim and the, or trying to you know, tell some grand moral story 
uh, you know, something about the Vietnam War, you know, try to have some, like, talking points. Or it, it just depends what kind of writer you are. Well, and that's the great thing about being a writer, too, is that you can do both. Yeah, if you're good enough, you can do both. Like a Neil Gaiman, he could tell a really fun story, but also incorporate, you know, some... Either, literary either fiction in, in it either in the same story be like hey um this is my horror book that i'd like to write for fun that was like you know that i finished in a month or whatever yeah. and then this is my other more serious book that took me like a half a year or a year to to like pour the heart and soul and get it done and finished and where it needs to be and mm-hmm. it's kind of like uh you know like musicians rappers and stuff like that you know they're not just all one one thing that would be boring for both you and the person that's in ent- entertaining your art. Very true. So what was your rating of this? I'd give it about... I, I See, I don't know if I want to go three or four on it. Hmm, I'd, I'd probably go four because I like more of it than what I didn't yeah. like. Like I said, I'm all down to pick up the second one when we go see yeah. him again. So definitely excited for that. I felt like it was a good choice. I yeah. might want to see... Because I think he has some supernatural thrillers or something like that. Yeah. I'll see what his other books. Because like I said, I'm not a zombie book guy. I'm not really even into zombies too much anyway. So the fact that I enjoyed this as much as I did is saying something about the, the writing. Quick topic. How did you feel about the the zombies? Like they like how he portrayed the 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 um what, what did they call them? The crits. Craig, yeah, the crits. Like how short do you- for critters. How do you uh, how do you think he did it like on that front of like describe, well, so far, describing them how they how they looked how they moved that kind of stuff? I thought he did a good job with that. I just got the feel that they're your at least so far your typical um, you know just normal horror zombies that just slow moving but they are what sets this book a little bit apart from other zombie stories that it seems like they're kind of evolving maybe yeah. or they're learning like they're able to think. So that like that's obviously the plot point going into the second one it, are the because you know it starts off with all of a sudden four years on this island and now they're finally just getting together like yeah. the zombies and it's almost like they're planning something and it's like how the fuck are they doing that so that was kind of interesting I would like to see if uh, there's some kind of grand scheme for this or because they didn't even say what started the zombie apocalypse or because they're just on the island. Yeah, Is it you, all over the you, world? I mean, you're not even really sure where that island's at, really. Yeah, all that stuff is very vague. So, and like literally, like you get the first like chapter of people like hunting for stuff, mm-hmm. and then like after that, it it goes like the zombies show up or the Craigs show up, and the shit hits the fan. One thing I don't like about it though is that. I don't know where the fucking zombies came from because if it's an island, wouldn't they just be able to kill all the zombies and there's no more zombies? Are they swimming there? Yeah. Like where are the more zombies coming from? Because there's you'd, a lot of zombies. You you'd think after a while that it would um they would just like if they have enough armed forces, they just shoot all the zombies. That'd be the end of it because they're on an island. Nobody's importing zombies. Also, I like to say this book starts off awesome because there's like these guys hunting for booze. And they get killed. Yeah, like pirate type of dudes. It goes. Uh, they did the um the little trick of like the first paragraph deals with these characters that do not make it out of that first paragraph. Yeah, that, that you In know that first chapter. That and then they're, they're gone. They're just they're red shirts. Just a good way to introduce you to a good old fun zombie story. So that's our review of Tower of the Dead by Mister Ray Wink. I recommend it. Yep. Even if you're like myself, who is a literary junkie and goes for the fine, highfalutin literature, 
I think you'd really enjoy this just because it's fun. Because sometimes you need a fun read. Yeah. Um, it's a good. It was a good break too because I'm reading Frankenstein the original at the same time, and it's taking me a while because it's fucking dense and you know Mary Shelley old style writing. So uh, this was a nice reprieve from going too deep into all that old literary shit. Yeah. And if you don't, don't worry about it. If you don't go to conventions and to see him, he has plenty of. Uh, it's got like thirty books. It's yeah, like. and, he, and he has plenty of. Uh, you know, he has a very strong like online presence. Presence, it looks like so. So you can just go to his website and you know and order it and, and get it sent to you. Yeah, now that I actually read his book, because I've seen him for years, and I and we yeah. talked to him like, you know, just to pass him. But hey, what's up, man? I normally don't buy books at those kind of things just because. Got enough to read, mm. but uh, check out more of his stuff and, now. And That's a, something to talk to him about. And a, a lot of times, the books that I be selling are like old lady fantasy romance novels. Half of it is like old lady romance fantasy novels, and the other half is like bad sci-fi. Yeah, I don't like. You can tell a lot of times by like the covers and stuff. So yeah, or I'll read an excerpt. I'm like, yeah, this is like fucking 2,000 pages and it's I just no no I'm not gonna and also the sales pitch a lot of the people that sell novels have terrible sales pitches but you'd think that you'd have to be a better salesman because novels don't sell at those kind of things too much yeah which is why I think Ray probably does fairly well is because his books are seemingly fairly short yeah they're fast paced because also even though this was only 200 pages it like the print inside it's normal print but it's not whole page it's like there's a good half an inch on each side of the paragraphs. Yeah. And the pages themselves aren't that big. Yeah, so it's uh it's a it's a small it's a smaller book, which is and for the kind of stuff that he writes, I think that fits well with it being a Because, like I like that, but could you imagine reading that for like another two hundred pages? That just the action packed zombie Yeah. It'd be rough. I mean, I guess if you read the first one and the second one back to back you might get burnt like this too I could get burnt out on all the action. So, but like, but like, if you read that, and then like, you know, you read the sequel, like five books later, yeah. And even if it's similar, it's not gonna feel that bad. But if it's all put together in one huge book, it's gonna it might take a minute to get through that. You know what this reminded me of? Like the fun books, like Goosebumps and things like that. I read it as a kid. Those short, fast yeah. reads that are just entertaining. Like I felt he he did a good job with. Uh, like grammar and you know using the spicier word here and there but it wasn't obviously too heavy-handed but it wasn't also what i was worried about with a zombie book like this of just being kind of dumb like the writing wise just being short punchy paragraphs and sentences and just you know basic basic vocabulary he ran he shot like he he threw in some like i said a little spicier language here and there couple two dollar words like he, he he didn't go over the top but it was is enough to keep somebody like myself interested because i can't do the fucking bottom of the barrel kindergarten writing like throwing a a word that's more than a couple syllables you know <laughs> throwing a word that has at least five letters in it yeah. <laughs> all right well if you folks want to check this book out i probably should have uh i think i got his card in here Oh, look at that. I'm sure that sounds great. Mm, the PVD cast. That's not, That's him. not him yeah. at all. Do you have his card in there? Uh, I don't have it on me now. Oh, fuck. Here, you uh, tell everybody what you're excited about for Christmas. and I'm Christmas? Gonna... <laughs> yeah. Not <laughs> Halloween? Christmas? No. 
Christmas. Christmas. How about what you're thankful for? Um, I'm thankful that we have all these great listeners that listen to our podcast on a regular basis. You guys are awesome. You guys need to tell a friend if they're into listening to two idiots ramble on about some shit. Tell them, you know. All right, that's enough of that. That's enough of that. We're good at that. That's enough of that, Spencer. That's probably going to get cut. (laughs) Probably will. Um, Oh, that's fucking... I guess I didn't need the card for that. You can check out Ray Wink at raywink.com. That's R-A-Y-W-E-N-C-K.com. He has, like I said, a lot of books. And uh, worth checking out. If you want to see what we are up to, go to drunkpenwriting.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at drunkpenwriting. Go to Facebook, drunkpenwriting.something. I guess there's no dot. It's drunkpenwriting.com. I just like saying the dot com. Makes me feel like one of those old. I almost want to be like the real old heads of the HTTP backslash <laughs> backslash www World Wide Web. <laughs> Is this still the World Wide Web? Is there anything else? I don't know. I don't want to talk about that. I don't even put the W's in front of anything, so... No, half the time I just let Google take it. <laughs> <laughs> just write the word, not even anything. Like, no address. Um, we are still doing our giveaway till Halloween, so enter that because we have not had any entries this week. Again, just a simple name for Spencer. Just a stupid name. We do it every episode. Not that hard. You can win some shit. Free shit. Free shipping. You don't have to pay for anything. Uh, you can also, hopefully we'll get it out in time, keep an eye out for our horror anthology, we're working on it, it's almost done, got the stories in, also we are in the midst of our Halloween submission period over at the DearBrunkenPenWriting.com, uh, we got a lot of stories in, if you folks want to submit horror poetry or flash fiction that's what we need the most at the moment. Like I said, we got a lot of short stories. You can still submit short stories. We just need more, especially the poetry, because that's its own day. And I don't want to write horror poetry. Mm. I really don't feel like it. I got enough on my plate. Spencer, he doesn't write poetry yeah, at I all. Don't write po- yeah, poetry at all. No, I don't even attempt that. He doesn't want to write, like, the black cat was scary, and then it was hairy, and then it got married, too. I don't know. It's not scary at all. All right, so you folks have uh, one of them near lovely evenings. We'll catch you on the flip side. Bye.